0: I love uh, the focus that we've had today, and actually I want to continue that focus in what I want to bring um, this morning. Now, I'm going to read from a couple of passages. If you want to follow it, um, then please do. So the first one will be from Psalm 47, Um, uh, and I'm going to read all of that. And the other one will be from the first two verses of Ezra, chapter 1. And um, while you're finding that, and I've lost it as well. Here we go. Um, what I, so, something that, that I think a number of people have commented on is the how the Psalms have been such a an encouragement and a help during this time. And and the the, the writer of the Psalms um, and the various writers have have been through all sorts of different circumstances and situations. And they have put down what they were feeling and what they felt and, and, and their relationship with God and how it was affected by circumstances and, and how um, you know they, they battled through that. And I think they can be so helpful during this time. And, and um, this psalm we're going to read is one of great praise and worship. And this is one of the things that I want to talk about today, the, the importance during times like this, of all times, of worship. So I'm just going to read that. you now psalm 47 says this clap your hands all you nations shout to god with cries of joy how awesome is the lord most high the great king over all the earth he subdues nations under us peoples under our feet he chose our inheritance for us the pride of jacob whom he loved god has ascended amid shouts of joy the lord amid sounding of trumpets sing praises to god sing praises sing praises to our king sing praises for god is the king of all the earth sing to him a psalm of praise god reigns over the nations god is seated on his holy throne the nobles of the nations assembled as as the people of the god of abraham for the kings of the earth belong to god he is greatly exalted i just love this psalm because it, it really helps us to see god for who he is that he is the great king he is the one that is exalted he is the one that is ruler of the nations and uh, as jamie was uh, has, has been uh, we've been reminded of all through this time It's so important that we get our focus correct it's so easy to be distracted by all the events that are going on around us and, and our eyes taken off jesus and and off god and, and and this psalm just helps us to refocus and say actually you are Lord of all. You are King of the nations. You're still in charge. You're still in control. And and it just reminded me of how valuable we find and how I find worship. I know probably the thing that I've missed most uh, in this time, and, and maybe it's true of you. Apart from just not being able to meet with people, is not being able to worship together. And uh, and then so when when we started up these Zoom meetings and we brought back some of our communal worship it was such a joy um even if the first time we tried it it was a little bit haphazard because we were all off mute but um uh i don't know about you but i've loved these times of worship they're not the same as being together but at least we are together as god's people worshiping god and and it's been so so wonderful to be able to do that through this uh this uh, technology and of course uh, worship and praise is a theme that goes throughout the bible and, and throughout psalms and and it's and it's all through um and in old testament times of course the the center of worship was the temple and people used to gather there uh, at festivals and, and through the year and they used to come and worship god and, and it was a wonderful uh time of uh of celebration but there was a time um during the the life and the history of, of israel that temple worship was stopped And this was because of the nation being overrun and taken into captivity. Um, There was, uh, under King David and King Solomon, the nation thrived and they uh, knew the blessing and the uh, the presence and the uh, the amazing provision of God. And yet successive kings after that were, a lot of them were really bad and they, they led the nation away from God. And so eventually God allowed the nation to be overrun and uh, and worship in the temple was stopped the temple was was ransacked and um, and and the people were taken into captivity and and it's interesting that they recorded in those times and some of the psalms again are about this psalm 37 uh, 137 says this uh, by the rivers of babylon we sat and we wept as we remember zion how can we sing the songs of the lord in a foreign land and so they they had been taken into captivity and they too were missing worship they were missing being able to worship god now we have a different perspective on things because we are live in the new covenant where we have the holy spirit and so what they were looking for is be able to worship again with the temple we don't have to wait for that as much as worshiping together is is wonderful and is unique actually we can worship at all times uh, even when we're on our own and uh, and so this is what i want to encourage us about. And I think um, what I want to what I what I was sort of looking into this. I was thinking, how important is worship to God? You know, we, we think it's important. We think it's it's, it's really valuable. Um, and so I was I was looking into this. I was looking into how was worship restored um, uh, when uh, you know when when um, when the people came back from captivity. And it's interesting to note that the first time people went back into Jerusalem was with the express purpose of rebuilding the temple and re-establishing worship. It was before uh, anything else that this was the most important thing. And I think, oh, that's really interesting. This was what they wanted to do. This is what we, uh, you know, what really drove them. And then I thought, well, who started that? Which person was so stirred that they thought, I'm going to, you know take the risk and go back to Jerusalem. Now uh, I looked into this and something I hadn't really picked up on and it's recorded the person who did this is in Ezra chapter 1, uh, one and 2 and, and originally I thought well was it Ezra himself? Was it Nehemiah? Was it a priest? You know was it someone like that? But no it wasn't and if you turn to that Ezra 1 uh, uh, and 1 and 2 you find out who it was and it says there It says, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and put it into writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. I found this astonishing. See, it wasn't one of God's people that were moved to build the temple again, to restore worship. It was Cyrus, the king of Persia. And it says about him elsewhere that he didn't acknowledge God. He had no love of God. He didn't care about him. And yet God was so concerned about his people, was so realized the importance or wanted to reestablish um, uh, corporate worship that he moved Cyrus a godless king into rebuilding the temple and that for me as I was reading that thinking how valuable God sees worship how important it is to him that he would see it reestablished by someone that didn't even acknowledge him and uh, and this shows to me how valuable and how important worship is because it is at the heart of God's purpose for us. And so why is, why is it so important? Why does God value it so highly? Is it because God needs to hear us saying how great he is so he feels better about himself? Well, clearly that isn't the case. Uh, God doesn't need us to tell him how good he is. He, he knows that and he, he is just comfortable and, you know, he is all sufficient in himself. But God knows how valuable and how important it is for us. To come and worship. God knows how important it is for his people to come in praise and worship and meet with him. And I just want to very, at the end here, just go through briefly the the reasons why it's so important. And we've covered some of this already today. But the first place is that it puts God in his rightful place in our lives. Psalm 47 says, How awesome is the Lord most high! He's the great king over all the earth. Psalm 47 verse 5 says, God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid sounds of trumpets. See, worship recognizes who God is. It takes our focus off us. It takes our focus off what's going on around us, as we were hearing already today, and it puts the focus back on him, on the one who is in charge, on the one who is ruler of the nations, and the one who is truly uh, able to keep us and to look after us and to preserve us the one who loves us as we would those wonderful worship songs we sang at the beginning God who when we meet in worship we meet his love we meet his goodness and so worship enables us to put God in our own lives in his rightful place that he is sovereign he is Lord he is in charge and it takes the attention away from us and moving on, it helps us get perspective. Worship is so important for us in this time, so that we don't focus on what's going on around us, but we focus on him and what he, he's done for us, his love for us, the fact he died for us. And the fact when, in the worship time and in the in the time of breaking bread, we were just focusing on what God has done, his love for us. And that's what worship helps us do. It draws us closer to God. And of course, in worship. As we do those things, we encounter him. And as much as it's wonderful and it's unique being together and it's been wonderful just being able to to worship together, because we have the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit indwells us, we don't need to have everyone around us. We can worship God just on our own and we can encounter him. And he wants to do that. As Jamie was saying, he wants us to draw close to him and encounter him. And that's what worship does. And it enables us to experience his presence, his joy, his hope, his peace, his love. And it draws us to him. And finally, and there's many other things that we could say about worship, but but it prepares us for what we do during the day. It prepares us for battle. Psalm 149 verse 6 says this, Let the high praises of God be in their mouths and two-edged sword in their hands. The, the the old testament writers the psalm writers knew the value of worship when it comes to taking ground from the enemy being able to to stand our ground uh, in in the situation that's going on us around us being able to give testimony to the goodness of god in the midst of, of what we're seeing and so worship for us is so important god truly values it because he knows it does us good and uh and it enables us to reach out and meet with him in in the most difficult and challenging of times and so really i just want to encourage each of you and i know many of you do this to make worship and praise a priority during this time come close to god on a daily basis do it as often as you can that you may encounter him that you may see him as he truly is that you may experience his goodness his love So your eyes get moved away from what's going on around us and focus on the one who is in charge, the one who is ruler of the nation. And as we do that, our hope grows, our joy grows, our peace grows. And as we we come close to him, so we will receive so much of his love and his peace and his joy (coughs) in our hearts. I'm just going to pray for us and then we move on. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of worship. I thank you Lord that you saw how valuable it was for us, that you moved a a, a godless king to restore it in Old Testament times, because it was so important that people put you in the right place, not for your sake, but for our sake, because we need to know who you are. We need to see you as you are, and we need to come and worship. And we, Lord, we want to encounter you daily. We want to meet with you. We want to draw close to you. We want to know you and your love and your presence. We want to encounter that love and have a right perspective on our lives. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We acknowledge your greatness and your glory. And we acknowledge, Lord, our dependence and our need of you. And, Lord, we thank you that you love us so much that you draw us to yourself in worship. Amen.